now a kid, you know, maybe in another country or maybe in this country who didn't think he had a chance getting into something medical is given that exposure and sees that it's possible. And and that's kind of the feedback we got is that, you know, we, we set out this uh, this mantra of it was inspire, educate and unite. And um, and, you know, we said that from day one, it was a Dave Langer expression. Um, but at the end, all the results we got validated that. Uh, and supported everything, you know. So it really, I think, from a mission statement, you know, standpoint, it worked. Welcome to 20 Minute Health Talk, where some of the brightest minds in healthcare help us break down the latest news and developments. I'm your host, Rob Hoyle, and today our special guest is Dr. Randy D'Amico. He is the Assistant Professor of Neurosurgery at Lenox Hill Hospital. One of the toughest things during this pandemic was students wanting to do internships. Internships were basically canceled. You figured out a way to do an internship that attracted and brought in thousands of people. Tell us about Brain Turns. Hey, Robert. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, I think one of the things we thought about when this all first hit was obviously our families and our patients and what we were going to do. But you know, routinely every year we had a bunch of students that would come in and immediately we started getting emails about kids interested in medicine who were saying, you know, what are we going to do now? Um, Typically we would come in, we would shadow doctors. All of our doctors are saying we can't come in anymore. And research is something that's, you know, necessary for building a career in medicine, um, as well as just exposing kids to what they could be interested in in the medical field. And so, um, you know, we were fortunate enough that you know, through Northwell, through the Department of Neurosurgery, it's a pretty tech-savvy department. And we had a lot of opportunity to use things like Microsoft Teams or Zoom or even FaceTime or Playback Health, right, which is, you know, founded by Dave Langer, who's the chair. And basically, it enabled us to go online and bring this virtually to the students instead. Rather than them coming to us, we were able to go to them. And, uh, and so we had this crazy idea of let's make a free online education seminar. Um, we weren't going to be able to, you know, provide, you know, necessarily certificate generating, you know, quality education, but we could give an introduction to students and we could at least give them the opportunity to meet doctors and still be exposed. And also during a pretty unique time, right? I don't think medicine has been the front page of the news uh, for something like this for every day for a year, uh, maybe ever. <laughs> and so um, we had, to, we saw the unique opportunity. We built this platform. We built this webinar. I threw together about 120 lectures or so in about eight weeks time or four weeks time period. And, um, and we brought in students. And like you said, it, it, it attracted thousands of viewers, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. It's so, so uh, it's so amazing to think. And also, so not only thousands of, of, of people participated in this internships, but there was, there was, were students from all over the world. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. So again, what we did was we, we basically set up a zoom account and we said, we're going to, we're going to promote this on social media. And so we went to social media and we said, you know, we have this program, we called it brain turns. And that's what we had called it previously. It was run by John Bookvar, Dave Langer. It was an introduction for students to come in, meet the doctors, get research under their belt and, and learn about neurosurgery and medicine. And so we said, we're going to expand brain turns into the virtual setting. So we took it online. We went to social media and with a little bit of help from the Netflix show, I think, and the newfound kind of fame of, uh, of Dave Langer and John Bookfar, we were able to expand our reach pretty far. Um, and then shockingly, probably more so than the reach of Netflix was the reach of the individual students sharing it. And so we ended up getting about 16,000 kids enrolled. Um, and really, you know, by it ran all summer by July, we were at that number. Um, and it was about 70 countries or so worldwide, which is pretty incredible. And, um, and overall, I think viewership, you know, we had Zoom webinars with 3,000 kids 
live, right? And it was a, there was a chat feature that could talk to us and interact with the speakers. And, um, and it was solid. I mean, the, the enrollment was solid for the entire summer, which is great. And then we posted everything to YouTube for free and people in their off time could go and watch it as well, you know? And so that I think is the power of this. We were able to push this out uh, to wherever you were driving in cars with your headphones on, you know, yeah. sitting on the beach, you know, whatever, whatever you were doing, we were there. And so it, it really encompassed, you know, just to explain it a little bit better, Brain Turns was, uh, you know, it was access to all of medicine. It was neurosurgery without a doubt, because that's what we do. But it was neurology, it was cardiothoracic surgery, it was cardiology. Uh, it was um, special seminars where we invited special guests to come in. Dr. Langer did his own chairman section. We had hospital administration come in and talk about running a hospital. We had our advanced care providers, nurse practitioners, PAs give lectures. And um, it really tried to give, you know, cover the breadth of what medicine was. It tried to be topical with what we were covering. And so we included, without a doubt, things on coronavirus and COVID. Um, but it also just, you know, it was, it was something for students to do to, you know, advance their, their interests in the field. And I don't see this going away anytime soon. As much as I'd, I'd as much as I'd like to have my mornings back <laughs> sometimes, um, I think it's going to keep going. So amazing. And, and, you know, sometimes with internships, it's a tough process to get into an internship, to register for an internship. People were signing up through TikTok. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, we, um, our social media push was pretty aggressive and, and it expanded very, very rapidly. And so at the end of, at the end of Brain Turns, at the end of the whole thing, we did an exit survey. And we looked and uh, we used that to actually publish a paper on the, on the whole experience and about um, the influence of really social media, but also the demographics of who was involved and who we reached with this. And um, it turned out when you looked at the actual data, TikTok was one of the primary generators of, of kind of referrals to this. Um, the registration process was easy, which definitely helped. I mean, it's a link on a website. You put in your email and you, you're given all the information. We did this really grassroots. So I have a background in, in punk rock music and <laughs> everything was very DIY. And so we actually had a Facebook um, group that we let people sign into. And that's how we communicated with them. And it was like guerrilla warfare. You know, it was like dropping communiques in the middle of the night about who was going to be where because we were building a lot of it on the fly. But um, but at the same time, it, it ended up, a, I think, a massive success and the People were very, very interested in it. So, yeah, I think one of the most important things about an internship is to inspire people in the field to want to be involved in the field. And I think what's really fascinating about this too is that we have a shortage of doctors in this country, and also uh, female doctors. And so you had, I think, eighty percent of the people who joined these internships were women. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I mentioned we we recently published the data from this, and we published it in uh, World Neurosurgery, which is one of the neurosurgical journals. And it was actually this month; it's the editor's choice for article, which is fantastic for it. And we looked at the basic demographics of the whole thing, and about eighty percent of the people who enrolled into brain turns were women. Um, and then we basically said, you know, this is this is shocking if you look at the numbers of actual physicians practicing, right? Women in medicine make up somewhere around 30 to 40%. If you look at neurosurgery, it's somewhere about 10%. Um, and so then we looked a little deeper too, and we said, you know, well, well, who are these women um, and, and where are they coming from or who are everyone really involved? And we found out that uh, the majority of them, uh, the majority of students involved were Asian Americans. Um, we had about 15% Hispanics and about uh, somewhere like eight to 10% African-American and black. And we found that interesting, too, because if you, if you break those demographics down, if you look at African-American women in neurosurgery, you're talking about like a less than 1% uh, you know, demographic. And so we started realizing we were onto something where maybe we were 
maybe this was a great platform to increase uh, access to people who don't typically get access to this, right? Yeah. It's free. It's online. The internet at this point, while still definitely selecting for a certain demographic or population, is accessible. And so um, making it easy and, and I think providing good content was also key, right? We tapped everyone that we knew who was similarly not doing that much at that time, yeah. <laughs> at least in this realm. Sure. And we got them excited. We also were able to go to the medical school, so Zucker School of Medicine, and we, we presented them the option to get involved. And they created an eight-week curriculum as well about how to get into medicine and how to get into medical school and how to you know make your CV look good and ask for letters of recommendation and what a good candidate looks like. And, um, and on top of that, we actually got the medical students to get involved and give you know all of our viewers uh, an option to see what a day in the life of a med student is, right? And so this was all exposure, it's all access. And so now a kid, you know, maybe in another country or maybe in this country who didn't think he had a chance getting into something medical is given that exposure and sees that it's possible. And, and that's kind of the feedback we got is that, you know, we, we set out this, uh, this mantra of it was inspire, educate, and unite. And, um, and, you know, we said that from day one, it was a Dave Langer uh, expression. Um, but at the end, all the results we got validated that uh, and supported everything, you know. So it really, I think, from a mission statement, you know, standpoint, it worked. And I think what's so fascinating about it and so awesome about it is, like, you humanize it and 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 let kids and students ask questions and be part of the process. What a great learning experience. I agree with you 100% that humanizing the person who does this is a, is critical, though, because it gives that that student, again, who's who's not a, doesn't have the access to this, who didn't grow up with it, who doesn't see it. Um, who maybe has been, you know, underrepresented in this field for so long, a chance to say like, no, I'm just like that guy. Right. And I think that creates a layer of comfort. And then also this inspiration that, you're, that you mentioned where you feel like you can really do this, you know. And so it, that was what was so helpful about some of the special guests, too. You know, we brought people in from all realms of the, you know, of, of success for the most part. And we asked them kind of to, to talk to, you know, the viewers and with the success of the summer program, we held a winter program, and this was a, an abridged version. It was one week only, uh, and it was high intensity, I guess, during winter break because, you know, students sure. were still around. And um, we had a special opportunity to get Dr. Caitlin Carrico, who's the inventor of the mRNA technology that wow. kind of really drove the Pfizer-Moderna vaccine. And um, she, you know, Dave Langer actually worked with her in her lab at Penn. There was this connection, and so we were able to get her on. And um, I mean, she was a phenomenal uh, lecturer, I guess, a speaker. She talked a little bit. She talked a lot about, you know, obviously what she did with the vaccine. Sure. But I think the most important thing was how, you know, unassuming she was about this whole thing. And I mean, Langer just kept pointing out. He was like, you know, you're, you're going to win a Nobel Prize for this or you <laughs> should win a Nobel Prize for this. Sure. Um, and she just she was devoted to the research. What she cared about was the, the mRNA technology that she developed. That's what she cared about. And it came through with the chat. And uh, the students loved it. We had a big turnout for that, obviously. Um, and it was really powerful, I think, talk. Yeah, so, I mean, how amazing is that? I mean, somebody who potentially could win the Nobel Prize is talking to students for free. For free. <laughs> for free on like a Friday morning at 9 in the morning, just sitting in her living room. So Fantastic. Yeah, that's what this thing did, right? It, yeah. it gave access to everyone. And it brought you, you know, there was something about preparing for a lecture when you're going to go in and you're going to talk to someone. Um, but when you're just in your living room and all of a sudden you're talking to 3,000 kids, you're a little more off the cuff. You're a little more casual. You're a little less, you know, dressed up for the occasion um, and a lot more real. And so, yeah, yeah you absolutely. really get to the heart of who people are and what they're about.
So who qualifies for this? Can anybody jump into this or do you have to be a student? Yeah. So originally we were trying to do just medical students um, and we realized quickly that why, why would we do that? Right. College students are actually mostly in our labs or in our, in our offices during the summertime. So we opened it up and then we said, well, why college students? Let's just invite high school students. And then people would call us. I, I would get calls from my aunts and uncles and cousins and other friends of friends. And they would be like, well, my kid's in eighth grade. Can he join? And I was like, yeah, actually, why not? He's got a phone. Do it. So right. it's open to everyone. And it's not just someone who's interested in medicine. If you're interested in neurosurgery and you're sure. just a, you know, a lay person or if you're a nurse or if you work in business and you just want to hear what's going on, you got some time on your hands. Come on. That's great. Yeah. You know, medicine can be very, can be very esoteric. It can be also very, you know, it, it, for students in high school, um, which was the primary demographic here for students early in college, you don't need to understand every aspect of, of medicine. What you need to do is, is look at the story being presented to you and say, that's cool or that's not for me, you know? And then, and then make a decision based on that, right? And so the future of this, and we have BrainTrans 2.0 coming out soon, but the future of this is, uh, is, can only be advanced upon, right? It can only be built upon. This is a foundation, so. Yeah, I think that you just kind of hit on it. I think the burning question that our, our listeners are probably asking themselves right now or wondering is, is this going to happen again? And you just said it is. So yes. tell us about how people can get involved this year. Yeah, so we have a website. We've had it since the first one. It's, it's uh, www.brainturns.com. And, you know, given that success, I mean, how do you how do you lose 16,000 people, right? How do you lose 70 countries of, of interest? And uh, and so we basically said, we got to do it again. And we got to do it, you know, different, but better, but, you know, maybe more streamlined. And, and we, you know, I won't bore you with the back end details of it, but we actually shortened it, right? Because actually COVID is, you know, thank God, um, finally kind of, you know, winding down, at least in this neck of the woods, right? Not necessarily globally. But students are able to get back in and meet doctors again. They are able to shadow or maybe they got involved in different situations. And um, and so we shortened it to about four weeks. It's going to be a four-week course starting July 1st. Uh, similar format. It's really mainly going to be the mornings this time, so 8 to 12. It's going to have, you know, again, you know, high-end, you know, good uh, presentations by people that we've kind of vetted and we trust. The School of Medicine is involved again, giving another course on basically how to how to optimize your your career path into medicine, um, and especially in a post COVID world after suffering that year of of maybe not as many internships and things like that. Um, and then we've got you know a, a bunch of special guests lined up as well. We've got some uh, some former Olympians lined up. We've got Michael Dowling again will be there, and he gives a fantastic talk about you know his journey to real success. Um, and then we've got leaders in, in business and medicine and innovation and tech, and, and it's going to be a good time. The other thing we did was we actually, um, we're launching a fully Spanish brain turns. And so, yeah. And so, um, you know, a lot of our practitioners are of Hispanic origin. I'm actually Hispanic, um, only 50%, uh, <laughs> not, I don't speak enough Spanish to prove that though. And, um, and so we've decided to do a one-week fully in Spanish brain turns, and it'll target you know Latin American Hispanic uh, students where you know language barriers are a real thing, and we're trying our best to overcome it, but it's hard. You talked a little bit about what students can expect. Can we tease a little more about some of the different unique things that maybe some students will be able to see uh, this summer, starting July first? Uh, you know, Dave Langer again, you know, has kind of reached out to his kind of core group of friends who are a unique bunch and we've got excellent, I think, special speakers coming up. We're a little more neurosurgery based this time than general medicine. And that's just due to time constraints. Um, it's easier for us to set that up within the department. And so that's what we're going to do. But otherwise, I think you can expect the same good programming. I think it'll be entertaining, but informative without a doubt. And, um, I'm really excited for it. I think it's gonna be great.
That's so awesome. Um, so we, we have a section called prescriptions. So how do you think this is going to impact the field? And where do you think this goes in the future, not only for neurosurgery, but in general? Yeah, I think, I think virtual education is here to stay, without a doubt. And I think uh, you need to tap into it and understand how to optimize it and, and to fully, you know, pull out the worth of it o- over time. And so I think um, the med school obviously being involved is a huge thing. So Zucker School of Medicine has always been a pretty, you know, forward thinking medical school. And so now using this um, kind of in there, putting this in their wheelhouse, it's going to offer opportunity to to just make it better and pull that in for their medical education and, and try to, you know, optimize that. I don't, I don't know, you know, I think um, it's tough. It's tough to kind of say kind of where this brings medical education. I, I mean, look, uh, anatomy labs can be all virtual, right? You can you can give students access to this. You can learn the same exact thing with high definition. Now, it may not be the same as actually touching it yourself, but I think that the actual relationships of anatomic structures uh, is still preserved. And when you've got someone who loves teaching it, teaching it to you, you're going to remember it. You're going to remember that story, right? It's the same way we listen to audiobooks, right? And we retain that information or podcasts, right? And we retain that information. And so I think that this is here to stay without a doubt. I think it makes a ton of sense because rather than just limit yourself to a region, you know, open, if you're confident in what you're teaching and what you're exposing people to open it up, let everyone come in. Right. Yeah. So. I think, you know, what's also great about this too. And look, you know, you ne- you'll never know how many, uh, surgeons you inspire, or how many people you inspire to be the doctors, but also t- it's probably good for people to get a real understanding of what goes into it because maybe also it helps people to say, you know what, maybe that's not my field. I, I think that was a big part of it. And I think that um, the exposure to things like being a PA, being a nurse practitioner, being a hospital administrator, you know, we had people who really love their job who aren't doctors talking about how to run a hospital system. And I think that gives people ideas, right? It says like, oh, well, you know, that's a pretty unique part of that. Maybe maybe that's something more that I'm interested in. And uh, I think, again, that kind of exposure to these students um, who, you know, didn't have much else going on at the time sure. is definitely, definitely inspirational for them, or at least, you know, leads them in a different direction or, or offers them, you know, I, I used to say, I want every door open to me. I don't know what door I'm going to choose, but I want them all open. And I think that this kind of does that in a way, right? It lets every door be open so you can see a lot of different avenues in front of you. And then you get to make the choice. Yeah, so, it's so fina- fascinating because, like, there's so much interesting technology that's just really based in medicine that people don't know about. And, right, so here's this wine guy who took something that's based in medical technology and figured out an application to keep your wine fresh and to make it easy to pour your wine. And, right, he's probably a millionaire now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it opens up so many doors, and that's what we want to do, right? We want to open doors, give people access. So fascinating. I feel like we can, you know, we're almost up at our time here at 20 Minute Health Talk. I feel like we can keep going yeah. for, another, for another 20 minutes, but it's fascinating. Um, I want to say thank you so much uh, uh, for joining us here. But before we go, we always like to end on a positive note. So I just want to ask you, what gives you hope? What gives you optimism going forward? I mean, these kids are incredible, right? Brain turns, we were fortunate enough to get 16,000 kids who took it seriously, right? There was never negativity in that chat. This was an open chat. We didn't know what was going to happen, right? Um, the the future of medicine is extremely bright. The future of medicine is, is paved with people who are not currently represented in medicine, and they're going to get that opportunity because hopefully, you know, the world opens back up and gives them that opportunity. Um, but with, you know, with, um, I guess things like this in play, 
they have a chance and they are smart and they care and they're excited and they're passionate about this. And I think what you're going to see is the future of medicine, at least, is going to be a very, very interesting field with, with a lot of bright things in its future. So so awesome. Uh, let's plug it one more time. How do students find out about this? Where yeah, do they so, go? Where do they register? So BrainTorns is coming back this summer, July 1st. Um, registration is free. It's online at www.brainturns.com. Uh, you can also get links through all of our social media. We're extremely active on uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, you name it, Twitter. So yeah. we're there. Awesome. <laughs> Well, Dr. D'Amico, thank you so much for joining us on 20 Minute Health Talk. And for you, the listener, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Rob Hoyle. Have a great week and stay safe. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.